Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind, where we get real world insights on winning from people who have accomplished amazing things. I'm your host, Larry Wydell, and let's get going. I'm here talking with Mitch Joel, and it's a lot of fun, Mitch, talking with you because I know, I know you know about winning and success, and I know you know how to communicate it because you've done so much of it in your life. And uh, there's a lot of people that uh, have uh, a lot of progress they could make if they would like open up and share a little bit uh, with other people, you know, get out of your shell. It's people that are high achievers. It's, it's easy to want to get covered up with so much stuff. There's so much to be done. You want to do it yourself, everything. but then you just become, you narrow your world and, uh, 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 things start to go stale. You know, as soon as you master something, it starts to go stale. I had a, uh, this comes up all the time. If you're a concert pianist and you get paid to go around the world, if you're still not learning new music, you're going to get bored. You're not going to be able to get yourself to practice. In fact, there was a stage uh, Eric Clapton went through on this, a, uh, in his career and they were interviewing him for someone like yourself was interviewing him for get hard magazine or some kind of you know uh magazine out there and he was saying you know like you know we're talking about uh how i play he said but the thing is after a certain point you realize everything's been in, invented on the guitar you know double stops and pulls and pushes and slides and you know everything's been invented and uh, <laughs> tapping and uh you know but he that was where he was at that point yeah. in his life you know probably what I'm a bad place yeah it was probably a bad yeah, place it, right? it was a bad place i think there's a couple of thoughts that i have when you when you talk like that one is uh neil pert who recently passed away right. the drummer for rush which is you know yeah. one of the tougher moments again covid thanks covid um yeah. neil very late in life relearned how to play I don't know if it was for physical or psychological reasons, but when he relearned how to play the way he plays in the complexity of rush and progressive rock and what they do, it, it was not only great, but a whole other way of thinking about the instrument for him that led to another experience for the listener. So even, you know, the whole, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I think is, is a bit misplaced because we like to think it's always the young person who comes up. It's, I don't necessarily prescribe to that. But the other analogy I would say is, but let's say it is always the same. So I, I speak 50, 60, 70 times a year on stages all over the world. And I can tell you that even though sometimes the content, most of the time, the content is exactly the same. Every show is a different show. Yeah, how, how can it be that you two can, can't be tired of playing Sunday, bloody Sunday after all these years? And the answer is, if you played live or did anything in the live experience, you realize that that part, the performance of the song is actually a small part of the whole experience. There's a different audience, there's a different moment, there's a different energy, there's a different person on stage, there's bands, there's dynamics, there's lighting, there's all of these things that every time make it very new and different, and also create the potential for something else to happen in that moment. And I prescribe more to that. So yeah. people will say, oh, you know, you don't do this bit in your speech anymore. Do you still do that? Whether I do or I don't, it's different every time, even though it's actually the same every time, but it's not. And I believe that to be true about anything that we create. 
you have artists who are doing fundamentally the same work over and over, but it's fundamentally completely diametrically opposed to anything, you know, they've ever done. And that's where, you know, we asked earlier, we could full circle this. We've been at this for about an hour. You full circle back to pure art. That's what I mean, is that it's, it's very different. Like even now we're doing this by video and I've done a lot right. of keynotes virtually. Right. My mindset is that it's very different. When I give a keynote virtually, it's almost like the recorded album. And when I'm there in person, it's like a live experience. One's yeah. not better than the other. They're both really enjoyable and really fun to be a part of. They're just really different. Yeah. And that every time I record the, that album or the next album, it's going to be different. And every time I give that to you, we, we can apply those lessons to our work that every day you show up, it's not the same Zoom meeting and that's not the same to-do list. It's another experience that's going to maybe trigger something in you or a boss or a team member. That's going to be the way in which, again, to circle back to the other thought of going long and deep. It's not the same thing over and over. And the minute you believe that, you have to break that cycle. I have a question for you with Neil Peart. I don't sure. know how closely I don't know how closely you listen to him. I, I you know I couldn't listen you know I couldn't listen and tell the difference. But the funny thing was about that story was when he finally came back to his band and got in the groove and he's got this new thing now. He's playing his new way. <laughs> the first reaction from the rest of the band was, "He sounds the same to me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, but it was so different for him. And I mean, the truth is, you know, I, I met Neil a couple of times over the years. Neil was very private out of the other, out of the right. trio. I happen yeah. to know their management quite well. And, you know, again, at the time, I mean, again, you talk about the regrets you have in life. I try not to have many regrets, but there were countless years that the band would come through town and I'd say, I'll catch them on the next tour. Cause I yeah. just seen them enough and you know, a lot, uh, never enough now. Um, but, you know, again, I had the pleasure of sitting out Getty, in fact, semi-recently when he did his big bass book and had him on my bass podcast. And just the, I always, you know, you kind of listen to artists and like, oh, my, my, our latest album is our best album. You eye roll like this, you know, and anytime yeah, you play right. a new song, everyone goes to the bathroom live. We know, we know, but, but they truly believe it in the sense of they feel fresh and creative. And I feel that audiences are often very quick to dismiss that. And what I mean is, we're very easy to dismiss the familiar as what we like. Right. It's a very good way to think about your life and your work. It feels good because I've heard that song, Spirit of Radio, for 20 years. I've heard it over and over again. So, of course, that's familiar. It feel, it's warm. It feels good. But that doesn't mean it's better. And it doesn't mean it's the greatest. It doesn't mean it's the latest. It's a sentiment. It's nostalgia. There's a lot of factors that play into it. And we're human beings. And we tend to cycle back to those moments. I like to believe artists who say that this is their best work because I believe they're truly trying to create something new and different. And that's something right. we can all aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing <laughs> that uh, they'll all universally say this is, you know, there's certain patterns. People some don't. And and they, some, they don't and, and so, some don't. And some also just stop recording and you know that they're right. just going out to play their. And again, that's also, there's nothing where I enjoy that more than anybody. There's nothing more than uh, amazing than sitting through decades of, of a, of, of a discography yeah. that becomes an anthology that you yeah. can literally pinpoint. Mo I mean, I wasn't thrilled with the last performance of Genesis, especially where Phil Collins was at physically. 
Right. But I could peg, I mean, moments that, you know, weren't mine that were my brothers, but I know that they went through and I heard that song as the soundtrack to that. That's very transformative too. I'm just saying it's not the only thing. What if, you know, when you speak, what is the one main thing you want people to, there's like a book, an article, a song, you know, there's one main thing. It's hard for people to walk away. I went through years, decades of recruiting training, and then there would be highlight meetings where you'd have the stars come in. I always tried to get it, you know, one, at least one main phrase or idea that kind of, you know, really bounced off my uh, spine a little bit, you know, that I could take with me out of there. So I would like five years later, I can't do it now, but for a long time, I could pretty much tell you every major event I went to because <laughs> I had a concept that somehow came alive more than I'd ever realized it before. It was always something I'd heard before, but it like came alive by the way you, you're talking right there, yeah. the way they presented it, the way they went through it, and I, all of a sudden, I got it, you know. And uh, when you uh, do your speaking, what's the main impact, the main message and impact that you like to have? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough question to answer because what, what I hear, my brain translate that as just give me the punchline. And a lot of times the punchline isn't the best part of the joke. Right? This is the right. fact. But I would say that there are two fundamental thoughts that I want people to think about. One is that as complex as technology innovation and disruption seems to you, the average consumer is seamlessly and easily adopting it and begging you to do the same. So yeah. the example would be Tinder, right? You swipe right. right, swipe left, and you can find someone to mate with. How hard is it to find the phone number on your website? I mean, just that is an analogy, right? right? The cycle is much more complex to find someone to mate with. And yet I can swipe right. And if that person swipes right or left, I don't know. The, my wife doesn't let me date, but I'm told that, you know, one of those is, yeah. you know, you've, so there's that. And I believe that new technologies, when done well, change actual behavior of consumers and how they buy. So that would be a little nuance on that idea. And the next one is that, well, how do you win on that? And the answer to how you right. win on that is you have to make your complexity invisible to everybody else. There you go. Now that might be a, simpl a simplistic pattern that I didn't, I didn't create that rule, but I believe at the end of it, what the dialogues, the, the, the conversations you have ultimately with clients and audiences is them reacting to, well, you know, it's easy for Apple to do it or Amazon to do it. And the answer is, right whether it is or isn't, they're making that complexity invisible to the consumer that's adopting the behavior. That's the area I'm fascinated with. I love that area. You know, and who's really masters of that is Disney, you know, their parks. So the most high tech, technologically advanced, their training of their people, you know, and all of the machinery to get those rides, they hide, you know, when you think of Disney, you ask people where they think of Disney as fun, you know, it's like, you know, that's fun. But what it is, is the most technologically advanced complex in the world or as advanced, you know, you could send, create rockets and send them, you know, into orbit with the technology and the brains they have working at Disney. And it's all under the happy veneer. So it's a matter of providing the complex 
uh, experience, but in a way that doesn't burden the user. You know? Yeah, I would even take it to a different level. When I think about Disney and you think about what their most recent growth has been, you look at Disney Plus and you go, well, yeah. it's just easy. They just copied Netflix. Yeah, maybe. But there was a whole lot of things happening behind the scenes in terms of licensing and success that brought them to a place that could compete at that level with it. Yeah. And this is coming from people that are primarily known for physical experiences, not digital only experiences. Right. Now yeah. you could look at their broadcasting arm and make arguments about ESPN and on and on. But right. that, that to me is, is what makes it beautiful that when you're talking about it, you, you didn't even mention Disney plus or ESPN. Right. And when yeah. I think about it, I think about those properties. Right. Okay. And that's the beauty of, of a very complex system that makes it very invisible and easy to everybody else. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Mitch. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, tell us again your uh, podcast. What would people get out of your uh, six pixel podcast and your then your you have your base podcast? Sure. Well, yeah, if you go to sixpixels.com, that's my general hub. And that's where you'll find the podcast every week. You'll find other pieces of content every week. I have a link exchange with two other very smart people. So you get six great links. We're choosing one for each person. So it's that's the way it works out to six radio hits and other things. I, I typically will write one type of thought piece a week as well there. Uh, the podcast is generally like this in the sense of I'm trying to have very powerful conversations with people around topics or books or areas of expertise that I love and I'm passionate about as well. So it's less of a Q&A and more of a conversation. And I really took and replicated that model to have with the bass players, which you can find at notrouble.com. Uh, you'll see the podcast there. Notrouble.com isn't my site. It's another site that happens to be the largest space for bass players. And that really was just a way to highlight unsung heroes in music and, 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 and live shows. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. You've been uh, very generous, very open. And uh, will you, your speaking engagements, are they open to the public ever? Uh, or with, sometimes with they are. Like you know, sometimes they are. Website? Yeah, that, uh, less on my website and more on my socials. So if you follow me there, there are yeah. definitely association-based events that are open to the general public or the industry at large. So that happens, you know, several times a year. And yeah, I don't typically, I'm not one to be beating my own chest. So you don't hear me. You, the content that I create is for the audience. You know, what value yeah. can I give to you? And I try to make it less about me. There are enough people talking about how great they are. You don't need to hear somebody else talking about it. Well, I've found a lot of high achievers. The hardest thing to get them to do is to tell you what they've done. You know, it's just like <laughs> I built the first, I built the Empire State Building. I built 10 of the 12 major biggest buildings in New York City, but You'd, you'd have to drag it out of them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, so nothing you're not wrong alone. with a little humility in this world, Larry. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> you're not alone in that. And I think that has a lot to do with not letting yourself get in the way of uh, making things happen and also uh, passing the credit on to your team and uh, the people that help you do all these things. And so thanks so much. This has been great. I've enjoyed it. Pleasure connecting. I appreciate your time. Thank you.
That wraps up this episode. Consider leaving a rating and review if you like what you heard. In addition, I have a free video for you and it contains my best insights from 20 years of running my own business and also coaching million dollar earners. You'll find it at whiteellonwinning.com forward slash webinar. Thanks for listening and do it big.